0: welcome to the next level brands podcast where we share stories about the food and cpg world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today now your host g stephen clear hello everyone thanks for joining us today on the next level brands podcast brought to you as always by the next level brands cpg community if you have a growing firm in food beverage or health and wellness. You should be a part of the Next Level Brands community. Courses, resources, workshops, founder coaching, networking, and a whole lot more. Having a challenge with distributors, funding, or promotions? The Community Hub is fully searchable by keyword. It can take you right to the answers you've been seeking, or one of our team members can help you find the info. More information available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's. Nextlevelbrands.com, what you need to know to grow. Well, hello, everyone. We've got a great show for you today. We want you to pay particular attention if you are involved in D2C e commerce. And if you're not, then why not? My guest this week is Carolyn Adams. She is project manager at Bob Sled Marketing, where she manages clients who trust Bob Sled to grow and manage their Amazon sales channels. Carolyn has spent the majority of her career as a product marketer across various industries, from consumer product goods to publishing to not for profit. She is also an author, copywriter, and has spent time in brand management. As a true proponent of learning, she morphed into the e commerce world was trained by an ex amazon employee she joined the agency side of the business about four or five years ago loves working along with others to help them reach their amazon goals welcome to the show carolyn thank you thank you very much for having me we're going to focus today uh, obviously we've got some some news um on amazon and some of the stuff that Bob Sled has been up to but just briefly before the show you and i were chatting about the fact that there are still a whole bunch of people out there who, for whatever reason, uh, are resisting Amazon as a sales platform, and uh, you know it—it it, seems—it seems hard to imagine. But if somebody's listening and they go, "Oh, I'm gonna—I'm gonna listen to this because I'm not into Amazon," I mean, what—what do we do about those people? Anything? <laughs> I think we educate them first and
1: foremost, uh, <laughs> because anybody that has not been. Uh, living under a rock of lately has knows how important Amazon is in the e-commerce world. Um, right. Amazon in and of itself has over 200 million prime shoppers. Um, it's crazy to think about the volume that has the potential for Amazon. So for emerging brands and um, even for existing brands, it's something that if you want to get in front of people, if you want to get in front of the right shopper, if you want to be part of a viable vehicle,
0: Amazon is the place to be. Absolutely, and you know, and e-commerce and the whole facet, whether it's Amazon or or Walmart.com or even your own website, is just such an integral part to CPG brands nowadays. It's just a you know, it's a must-have almost.
1: Exactly, and we've seen a big shift in that over the past uh, two years since this pandemic started. As far as a lot of brands, um, even big brands that you know we're kind of humming along in the standard brick-and-mortar world place, I really didn't understand the impact that e-commerce would have or really weren't bought into the e-commerce world. And now where they've seen the change in how people are consuming uh, products these days through the e-commerce platform, they've had to have a change in mindset. Consumers are changing their shopping behavior. Therefore, businesses and brands have to change their shopping behavior and their mindset as well.
0: Got to be where your consumer is. Exactly. And a lot of that, that's obviously e-commerce. So we'll talk about uh, folks. That, folks who've listened to the show have, have heard from Kerry Masters, who, who's your CEO, a couple of times. And Kerry and I have gone on and on about Amazon, and we 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 can for weeks if you allow us. <laughs> um, but specifically on the project stuff that you've been working on, we've got we've got some news about something that's uh, sort of brand new, coming out of the box. Uh, the Amazon Maturity Index. Can you explain to us a little bit about what that is? Sure. Um, so the Amazon Maturity Index is something that. I'm really
1: excited about. I was a collaborator on this project, and it's something that I'm really, really excited about. So, what we decided to do was we decided to take a look at our brands that we have on um, that we are supporting. So, over the seven years that we have been um, helping and managing brands through this Amazon world, we took a look at them. We called a lot of information together, and we decided to answer the question. What are a company's internal drivers for success on the Amazon sales channel? We're really excited to find out what this hasn't
0: covered. And <laughs> looking at, so another way to view that would be for people who've been playing in the field a while, yep. how are some of them more successful than others based on what they could control as opposed to what Amazon controls?
1: So the the crux of the research uncovered what are the key components that makes a brand mature on Amazon? Now, one would immediately think that a mature brand would be a big brand or a brand that's been around for 100 years you know, as we define maturity. But that's not really what makes an Amazon mature or a brand mature on Amazon. So we have identified key drivers in, in that correlates what truly what makes a brand mature right? So what we've done is we've taken all this information, we've called it all together. We've not only defined what makes an, um, a brand mature on Amazon, but we've taken that a step further to say, okay, if you are not mature on Amazon, these are the steps that you need in order to accelerate accelerate your growth. So it's really kind of a, we find out where you fall on this platform, what you need to be mature and the steps that you need in order to be more
0: mature. And, and obviously, um, benefit of this to Bob slide's clients, huge. Um, and of course, they were the, if you will, not the guinea pigs, but they were the studies, right, for your, your methodology. <laughs> yep. um, so in, in bringing that forward, but what was the plan for Again, releasing this, which I, I believe when this airs, it's gonna be a release of uh, January 27th, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, and what's the plan to release it to the public and, and why should people be interested in it? Well, because the first part
1: about this is, what you would do is we developed what we call as an Amazon Savviness Score, right? So if you, it's a four minute questionnaire, you go online, you take this questionnaire and what that does, it evaluates Where a brand or a seller is on their maturity within the Amazon's channel. Based upon the score that you receive, from there you get plotted into a two by two grid that uh, crosses where you are on two dimensions. One dimension is engagement, the other dimension is execution. So now you have a number. Now you have a place on this grid where you're plotted. And depending upon where you're plotted, that tells you where your strengths and where your weaknesses are. So your strengths are great, but it's those weaknesses that we're then able to say, okay, based upon your weaknesses, these are the steps that you need in order to be more mature, in order to accelerate your growth on Amazon. But then also what we have learned is that when clients are more mature, we as an agency are able to help them and accelerate and improve their growth even faster.
0: And, and I know built into it, the answer is already you hire bobsled as an agency and next level marketing as your consultant. I know that, but no. I'm, I'm but, <laughs> that but would be great, though. <laughs> can, can, can you give an example without getting into proprietary stuff, an example, for instance, of where company ABC might be and, and then what do they do about it when they see where they're plotted? Uh Sure. So, I'll give you a quick example. So, there's,
1: there's four archetypes. So, think about this two by two grid. And within that two by two grid, there's four different plots or two, four different archetypes. And think about it from a high to low. So, if you fall on a low to low as opposed to a high to high, which would be the premium spot to be in, right? right? But if so you low, end up being low
0: engagement, me, low engagement and low execution. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Low okay. engagement, low execution, low to low. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean, like I said earlier, that you are a brand that has just just launched on Amazon. It could be a brand that has just launched. It could also be a brand that's been around for 100 years that potentially has a lot of hierarchies, right? Slow to make decisions, work in a very traditional mindset, uh, who who needs a lot of hierarchy in order to make decision rather than being able to quickly pivot being quickly flexible, being quickly able to turn. So just as one example, I'm not saying that's really what low to low is, but those are the type of the things that we've uncovered in that there are key pieces that you need to be to kind of a mindset, how you run your business, how you think about Amazon, how you approach Amazon in that mindset that allows you to pivot quickly, that allows you to make the necessary changes that are needed in the e-commerce space especially when dealing with Amazon that changes all the time, number one. And number two, (laughs) Amazon, as we know, um, has skyrocketed through this pandemic. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, We have some clients, and this is a very big um, situation that has happened at the onset of the pandemic. So they're on Amazon. All of a sudden, their inventory flies off the shelf, right? Nobody's shopping in supermarkets anymore. Nobody's going anywhere. So their product flies off the shelf. So what do they do? They, they automatically send in thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of more products. They over-forecast. They send in way too much product. Now what happens? Their product sits because now everybody else has sent in product as well. So their competition is back. So now they're sitting on all this extra inventory. So what do they say? They come to Bob Sled. They, they elicit our help. Obviously, to help them move this inventory and to decide what needs to get done. But this is a reactionary type of situation. They were in an inventory position where they went out of inventory. All of a sudden, now they have way too much inventory and now they have to figure out what needs to get done. So these are the type of mindsets that are, um, were evaluated as far as how they approach the Amazon uh, marketplace. And that's more of a reactionary. Um, way of doing business than it is of a uh, proactive approach.
0: Yeah, and it, it's very different because um, there were some similarities across all e-commerce operators when the pandemic started, I think, that they saw an, an increase. And in in my work with a two products, one of which is consumable and the other one is a durable, you know, the consumable just shot up like crazy and so did the durable. But the difference was is that when it calmed down again, the durable very quickly began to erode back to quote unquote normal levels. But the consumable didn't. The consumable actually stayed at above forecast levels post-pandemic and has continued through now, still waiting for it to go down. Um, so whether that's just a different I mean, obviously because consumable, you use it up. So, but I think people got into the habit of simply buying those products in that channel during that period of time, and that's when they buy them, where they buy them. Now they when they run out of, or the durable breaks or whatever, or their, their their sister wants one or something, they'll probably go back to that channel to buy it, but it won't show up as that blip that we saw in the consumable goods space. Is that consistent with what you guys saw? That's absolutely consistent with what
1: we saw. We did not see, we saw a drop or a leveling off there. What we saw was when we look at CPG and we look at consumable goods, um, for some of our brands, there's still that mindset. It's so easy to buy something online that I'm just going to put on subscribe and save and just get it on a regular basis and not have to think about it. right? Those products that they consume regular, regularly that they are very much aware of. There are other products that they're a little bit more um, tangible. Um, I'll just mm-hmm. make it an easy thing like an onion. You want to look at an onion. You want to you know, or an apple or something, touch it, feel it, squeeze right. it. Those are a little bit different. You know, they're a little bit more tactile, but for your basic type of consumables where people just want to buy over and over again, it's so simple to put them on just a, a repeat um, shipping method, like a subscribe and save through Amazon. And just let it come every, every week, every month or whatever their cycle is. And it's, and it's something that we have seen consistently across the board. So
0: yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the the one thing with, with, Branded CPG products is, you know, a box of Cheerios is a box of Cheerios. It doesn't matter whether you buy it from Amazon, Walmart.com or Kroger. It, it just doesn't matter. It's a box of Cheerios. So okay. you get that consistency. exactly. Um, in, in the, uh, when you were tallying this stuff up and, and obviously you guys, because of the fact that it was um, a lot of clients, you had some obviously some pre-knowledge of kind of where they were. Uh, what surprised you, if anything, from the survey? The,
1: uh, probably my biggest thing that surprised me personally was that uh, what I was alluding to earlier as far as, as far as a maturity, like you think of maturity as somebody who's mature, they're older, they're wiser, they've been around the block for a little bit longer, right? That's not necessarily the case when it comes to Amazon. So um, a <laughs> maturity can be a a brand new seller who is just launching on Amazon, but they have the internal mindset. They have the internal resources. They have the internal tools to not only react quickly, but also they value the Amazon channel as a platform. So for me, the biggest surprise was this maturity aspect of it because I really thought, okay, a company that's more well-established, they have the financial you know, wherewithal to be able to Make a change and make really um, good sales on amazon. and that's that is not necessarily the
0: case. So to me, that was a biggest surprise. You and I both spent some time in 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 brand management, working with brand managers and stuff. And um let's you know be honest, uh, innovation is not necessarily the the biggest um, you know the biggest thing in the portfolio for most brand managers because you' you're trying to shepherd something that you've you know walked you know walked into, right? It's this brand has been around for 75 years. I'm now the brand manager. What I have to do is make sure this thing doesn't go downhill. Uh, so to be innovative or to be reactive to a platform such as uh, Amazon, is it's not in most of their DNAs, I think. That's the first thing, right? Because they're much more used to having, first of all, retail as that buffer, if you mm-hmm. will, a sales force and sales planning, whatever, between them and the retailer, Right and lots of data, and lots of time to do something about it. None of those things exist on Amazon. There's just no, right? There's no sales exactly. force. There's no, and, and by the way, the, your competitors started eating your lunch with that 20% drop today. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, and, and, and most brand managers I know of would, would just pull their hair out. They would go wait wait a minute I I I need to refresh the packaging No 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 It's not about refreshing the packaging anymore It's about you're getting your lunch eaten on Amazon um, So so it's it, it's kind of funny But it, it, turning that if you will turning that ship around sometimes for the the people that you were working with for the um, for the index development How many of them had dedicated Amazon management folks and how many were sort of working as Um, oh, they're the brand manager or the product manager or the e-commerce manager, but not dedicated to Amazon?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I could tell you this, that the mindset for when somebody goes, when someone, most of the time when a product is placed on Amazon, the mindset is, oh, I am in the largest marketplace in the world. All I have to do is get my product onto that platform and then it's going to just sell like hotcakes. So to them, their goal is just to get it there, right? But yeah. that is, we know, not the case. No. So that's where a big mindset comes in, and that's where we've seen a shift of lately. So to answer your question as far as percentage, I really don't know that off the top of my head, but what I will say is that there has been a shift to people or brands understanding now the importance of not only being on Amazon, but being an active participant on Amazon. So whether they have an internal person that they need to hire themselves, whether they decide they need an agency like Bob said, marketing to help them, that e-commerce and especially Amazon, you need to have an Amazon expert helping you drive that ship. And that I think is where we've seen a lot of the shift because to your point, think about a PDP page or a product display page. That page has to be the sales force. That page has to be the collateral material. That page has to be your customer service. That page has to be your graphics, everything, right? Your message, your positioning, everything has to be featured on that one page in and of itself. So a lot of times, it's been my experience, sometimes companies go, well, I'm just going to take whatever is on my collateral material that I'm shipping to my distributor, and I'm going to put that on Amazon. That's not gonna work, right? Uh, There's there are methods and there's tools and there's tactics and there's all these different things that need to get done so that not only when a person arrives on your page, it's the right person that with the highest propensity to make a purchase, but it's also that person doesn't have any questions in the end. they okay, i going to bounce. What's that? The three-second glance rule there. They're on and off in three seconds. You want to keep right. them there. You want yeah, to gauge no. them, right? You want them to stay. But then you have to answer all their questions because that, that page has to be the salesperson. So I think that was a shift in a lot of companies' mindsets thinking, I'm just going to get it up there. And once it's up there, it's going to fly off the shelf like hotcakes. But that's just not the case exactly. with the Amazon the platform.
0: Yeah. To, to paraphrase the late Ron Popeil, you don't set it and forget it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I I think it was one of the conversations, um, previous podcasts that I've had with Carrie, where we talked about the fact that companies would have teams, 20, 30 people, um, half of them in Bentonville working on Walmart. And yet Amazon should be the same size account for you, theoretically. And um, it may have one or two people. And it's like, no, no, there's, you need to, there's, there's assets and there's, know all this other uh, other stuff plus the the well if your brand registry and fba particularly you have access to a lot of the you know more a plus content and more stuff that you can do but the challenge it seems to me is that the depth of data that you are able to get from amazon and i'm talking actionable data now not high ultra level oh we can't three thousand foot view i'm talking trenches view i'm talking zip plus four view that you can get that is simply impossible to get through retail. I mean, just not there that you can look at trends. You can look at, you know, you can go in and change the price for three days for goodness sake. (laughs) Right. And see what happens. And and, and it doesn't matter. Right. It's like I, to try to do that at Kroger would be first of all, impossible. Um, But, you know, I mean, you just, you, you wouldn't do that. So there's a whole lot of of different things that seems to me that comes out of If when you were doing the putting it together for obviously with different size brands, in the outcome, if I'm a smaller brand, if I'm on Amazon, maybe I'm regionally distributed, but I've got two or three SKUs on Amazon, I'm doing okay. Is there something in the in in the index that I would have an interest in?
1: Absolutely. I think you whether you're a small company just launching, whether you are a mid-sized company, whether you're a large company, it's really it it's not geared toward one type of brand or customer or the other. I'm sorry, customer is the wrong word. It's not geared toward one type of brand or another. What it is geared to is people who want to grow and who want, who want to perform to their best on Amazon. Because again, irregardless of whether you're a brand just starting out or you have a brand that's been around for hundred years, there is going to be that underlying matrix that's going to tell you where your strengths are, But more importantly, where your weaknesses are. And based upon those weaknesses, how then you can change that to become more mature on Amazon. And once you're more mature on Amazon, then
0: you can escalate your potential growth uh, potential. And theoretically, a lot of what you would see in your Amazon performance is also going to be mirrored in your performance on Thrive or Walmart.com or other e commerce. Platforms.
1: Well, we do support. Um, Bob'sled marketing does support um, other platforms as well, like Walmart and Instacart and things of that nature. And I think, in answer to your question, it is something back again to that mindset, right? So it's taking that if you have a um, an approachable mindset for or a mature mindset for the Amazon platform, in theory, you're also going to have a mature mindset for a Walmart platform or for a platform that's in that e-commerce field. And I think that's where it's more of how you're approaching these different channels and how you are setting up both your internal drivers um, and your internal support, as well as your external support for success. And that's really what
0: the keys to what we're really getting under. And so you guys, again, are going are gonna to launch this in, a, in about a week. What's the, um, what's the web address and stuff that we can get to to get more information about it?
1: So, the first thing that we would recommend is to take the Amazon Savviness Score, right? So, that's really going to be, again, it's that four million, four million, it's that four minute quick online questionnaire where you can go on and you could find out where you are as a brand and what your maturity level is. So, you could go to it's on our um, Bob Sled Marketing website. So, if you go to uh, bobsledmarketing.com forward slash resources, So that's www.bobsledmarketing.com forward slash resources. That's going to take you directly to a page that explains a little bit more about the the Savviness Score. That gives you where you are on your maturity level. Then what we're going to do is we're going to have a webinar. And a webinar right now is scheduled for, as you mentioned, January 27th. So on that particular page as well, bobsledmarketing.com. Um, There's also a link there where you can sign up for the webinar. And in that webinar, we're going to reveal our full report. And within that full report, it's going to explain the whole methodology behind the project. It's also going to explain our different archetypes. And it's going to also explain the steps that you need to take for improvement so that you can become a better uh, and more mature brand
0: on Amazon. Got it. And so people should should be there for that. Carolyn, Absolutely. You, mentioned, you mentioned methodology. Um, can you, again, don't want to give away the store. Can you talk to us a little bit about the methodology for the index?
1: Uh, sure. I could talk it at a very high level, of course. Um, so we did. What we did was we called our um, over on 100 brands that we um, worked with on through Bob said marketing over the past Nearly seven years that the company has been um, in place. So, we use insights from our particular brands themselves. We also used um, insights from our internal team. So, not only did we look at it from an external branding perspective where they believed um, different metrics lie, but also internally, you know, I work directly with an account as an example. So, right. if I work directly with an account, their viewpoint of how they attend to something might be very different than my viewpoint of how they attend to something. So it was a little bit of that involved in it as well. And then we took some outside research and outside resources as well, pulled that all together into our approach. And then from there, we built um, our insights, we built our analysis, we built up our assessment, we defined our um, archetypes based upon I'm not going to give away, but some really cool approaches, um, <laughs> a real, okay. you know, yeah. each little quadrant has their own little uh, <laughs> archetype associated to it, uh, to it. So the goal would obviously, again, to be at that high, high. Um, and then um, based upon what our learnings were uh, from our uh, research and methodology, we then defined our uh, plan of attack as far as what is necessary in order for a brand to improve their, um, their
0: their weak points to make them be, strong. Yeah, and, and good stuff to have. Exactly. Um, the, the aspect, and again, so the, the folks we were talking about prior to the show, um, you know, who are not involved with or don't want to become involved with Amazon, or they've turned off already, so we don't have to worry about that. The people who are remaining and you say, well, okay, um, I, I think I'll take a look at this and whatever. And it's like, you know, to, to get this type of insight is just in, incredibly valuable. And there, there are two things I can think of. What is if you're a founder and you maybe haven't committed the total amount of resources or whatever to Amazon and to other e-commerce platforms that you want to, this is a great way to just kind of size up where your involvement at this point has gotten, right? Would that be fair, <laughs> right? So your maturity level, as it were. Very, Absolutely. Very yeah, that's a fair statement. Okay. The other thing would be is if you are that advocate, if you are that proponent within the organization, that maybe the entire organization hasn't adapted quite the way they should in order to optimize their e-commerce, then this would also be very good fodder for you to be able to take to your management and go, hey, folks, here's where we are versus these other folks in the space. Maybe we need to make some changes.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the key, uh, there's two key pieces or many key pieces, but two key pieces to touch upon for that is, So when you think about the Amazon mature brands, right, there's six approaches that we've identified in our full report. So that's something to say, okay, these are the approaches that are necessary, six of them, for Amazon brands to have. Again, it's that mindset. And then the second piece is eight ways to educate your internal team. (laughs) <laughs> so we awesome. are also providing ways <laughs> so if you are as you're saying to champion inter- to champion in, in, it internally within your team you know there's eight ways we are using and we're providing to help educate and you could be pretty much that um spearhead within
0: your um your organization itself so so i have, i have a, like a half dozen you know companies i work with that i will have to take this on their behalf and then come back to them and go remember we were talking a couple of months ago about amazon <laughs> here's where you are on the survey you know exactly is, and that's really this yeah of course you do <laughs> that's
1: what it's all about and you'll also find out what your power animal is so um, okay. that's a little bit of a glimpse into what our <laughs> archetypes look like but
0: <laughs> um did you did you guys do any um when you started out were there any predictions and and about either where clients were going to end up or where things were, you know, like, okay, so 33% of the people are going to be in quadrant a 30, you know, whatever. Did you guys do any of that? And how close were you in your predictions?
1: We didn't do any of that together as a group, but in my own mind, I had my own, um, my thoughts on it. And then after we plotted everything, it was all definitely a surprise. Um, (laughs) Because again, you're, I'm looking at things from, you know, my perspective, clients are looking at it from their perspective. It's almost like, you know, you, that old adage of you're trying to figure out, like you never really have the right perception of yourself that others have of you. Right. You you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. So, you know, from that perspective, it's like, so even though brands might think that they are behaving a certain way and that's how they believe that they are approaching the Amazon channel when I take a step back and I look at the same brand and I'm like, Ooh, they are way off. Um, But again, when, when you combine the details and you combine the data together and you come up with a score for the quadrant, you're like, Hmm, that's really interesting. So it was definitely something to, uh, for me, it was definitely eye opening. but it's, it's all great. I mean, I'm a data person. um, So I love to see the data. Again, this was a project that I just thought was fascinating. So I was really excited to work on it.
0: Yeah, and outcomes. So again, folks, you want to you want to go to bobsled.com forward slash resources, and by all means, you want to take the uh, take the quiz and and get started. And certainly, uh, if you can put it in your calendars uh, next week, January twenty seventh for the uh, public unveiling of the uh, Amazon Maturity Index. Um, Carolyn, let me ask you about the sort of the challenges, I guess, of what happens now with sort of in the crystal ball area. In the future with Amazon, where do you see Amazon going and where do you see the quote unquote host of competitors trying to capture ground, including Walmart.com? Where do you see them going?
1: So I, I see Amazon going back to your statement earlier as far as all the data that's available right now. So they are really focusing. So if, you, if we go back years ago, Amazon wouldn't tell you any information. They kept all their data. They kept everything very, you know, very close to the vest. They wouldn't really let you know any type of insights or, or anything. But now we're seeing more information out there, right? So brand insights are there. Market basket analyses are out there. They're doing beta tools that are allowing brands to get much more insight as far as okay, Shopper A is also putting this in their basket and they're putting that in their basket. They're just helping with maybe matching products together. So I think they're taking a much bigger lean toward brands as far as really building a brand on the Amazon platform. So regardless if you're a big brand or if you're a small brand, um, anybody that has a product that they want to sell on Amazon, that they do want to have some type of brand behind them Amazon is now allowing them to really build that brand, but also giving you data and also giving you insights to allow that to happen. And so that is a shift that I'm seeing. I mean, you could do A B testing on Amazon now. Who could do that before? I mean, that's just something that's right. You could do a title test, you could do an image test. I mean, you were never able to test before on Amazon. I mean, so it's crazy
0: how they're really bringing some of this forward. Let's talk from the agency world. What we would charge to set up A-B testing. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what the retailer <clears throat> would charge for us to be able to execute the A-B testing. Uh, no, the the amount, again, amount of information, um, all of that is just extraordinary. And then for, for folks who might remember, um, check out coupons, which, you know, they're still around. Um, so it's the coupons you used to get after you checked out. And they would have deals on them, whatever, for the car wash, but also for brands and whatever else. Well, Catalina was the company that put that together. And for years, we as an agency would recommend to our clients that they do checkout coupon. And they'd say, oh, we're not going to do checkout coupon because you don't get the coupon until after the sale. What good is that? Say, No, no, no. We're not doing it for the coupon. We're doing it for the research. Because what you get along with that is for every purchase, you get the basket of what those purchases were. So, yeah. you know, yes, we know you're buying milk and cigarettes. Got it. But beyond that, we know you're buying this, 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 and what's that doing in there? Well, that type of information, again, now is as easy to get as again being, um, you know, being brand registered and being able to access that data. It's absolutely incredible.
1: That's exactly that's right, fun. and that's exactly the the shift that I see continuing on in the Amazon platform, as far as just having more and more programs that we are seeing now in beta, but also rolling out hopefully to. Um, you know, the mass, the mass seller that's out there, but these are only things that are available to brand owners. They're not available to regular resellers and not available to people that are not brands. So they're really making a play in my mind um, to really uh, work with brands that want to build a brand presence on Amazon. Again, it could be one product or it could be hundred products. It doesn't make a difference, but it's that brand that they're really working. Well, to allow these tools to be part of.
0: Yeah. And people will say, well, I don't brand registry because I don't have a trademark. So, well, wait a minute. Let's, <laughs> you don't have your trademark yet. Uh, you need to do that. That's number one. <laughs>
1: Irregardless
0: of where you're selling, on what I'm, platform. Just, yeah, <laughs> and, and number two is Amazon will still help you do that. So, right. That can, is very you, true. Through brand registry. And, and, and you want all of those, you want all of those goodies, believe me. And I said, well, you know, I got to go to a lawyer. Well, okay. You may have to fine, but it's cost to doing a business and the, the, the reacting or getting an attorney to do a trademark search for you is a lot cheaper than reacting with an attorney to the cease and desist letter that you get from, you know, the company in Florida who happens to have the same name as your bars as you, right? Exactly. So it's, it's a different, it, it's a perspective um what in in terms of uh, most of and, and again if you can't i understand but if you look at the survey in terms of areas where there is immaturity or not non optimization or whatever what's kind of the biggest bucket that is something
1: that i will not disclose okay, right, okay
0: you gotta find out all right, all right. We can guess i know you're long. trying
1: that's right we could do the dance it's no, well, okay i'm
0: I, I, you know pr- got to provide value and whatever no i certainly yep. can understand that i certainly can understand that. um but because that's <laughs> one of the things that you folks have to tune in for and and find out that's the what's behind door number three exactly um, you know we can go forward with that but um so from here all right, you guys are going to do this or whatever. Is this going to remain an active index that you update or how is that going to work? Yes, absolutely.
1: I mean, from here, there's a lot, even in behind the scenes when we were doing our initial brainstorming on you know, what this is going to look like, how we're going to present this. Um, as we were digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the research and the insight phase of it, all these different possibilities uncovered, um, all these different potential um, avenues that we could have gone down we came down this road first doesn't mean that we're not going to now take a step back and now go down the second road to the third row or expand upon this but I think one of the really important things about Bob said marketing is that you know we are a an organization that prides itself as being search uh, market um, subject matter experts and being thought leaders, and this is just one step of many steps that we're going to take to either continue to improve and enhance, or to take it to the next level, um, based upon anything that we have seen of the initial research and data findings that we were able to uncover.
0: Absolutely, and as always, you know, looking looking forward to that. So, so folks, the uh, the idea here is. Um, you know, go go to bobsled.com forward Bob's slash. Bobsled marketing, bobsled Bob's Bob's marketing. marketing, sorry. <laughs> and uh, find your score, right? Take, take, yep. take the survey, find your score, and then find out where you are um, on the maturity index, maturity quadrants, and then tune in on the 27th for the uh, the unveiling to find out the the secrets that we can't reveal to you here. That's just how it goes.
1: is exactly, <laughs> you take the assessment, bobsledmarketing.com forward slash resource. You take the um, assessment. From there, you sign up for the, uh, the research. You do find out your score initially from the assessment. The webinar is going to also unveil you know, our findings, our methodology, how we went into it. And then after the webinar, you will get a full report. After the webinar, you will get a full report of all of our findings um, to help you execute on um, where you landed on the assessment.
0: That sounds excellent. Well, uh, Carolyn, I really appreciate you taking time to to be with us today and to share with our audience what you guys are up to. And this sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to uh, cannot wait to see it. Obviously, I'm trying to dig, dig, dig. So, um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we we usually uh, um, try to wrap up our show by by asking guests to share some piece of advice or a great quote or a word that they um, they feel will help support fellow entrepreneurs on their journey. Do you have one for us? Uh, I do actually. I
1: am, as you alluded to at the beginning um, in my bio, I'm a proponent of learning. So my word would be never stop learning. Uh, I, or phrase, I should say, would be never stop learning. Um, I think, you know, especially with the pandemic, um, we have learned, especially for myself, that life changes very fast, like life changes very quickly. And you need to be, you need to change with it. Right? You need to be open to change, You know, not afraid to be pivoting or moving or be flexible. And in order to do that, you always have to be learning and growing and morphing with a changing environment. Um, I mean, for myself, I started off in a, as a retail product marketer. That was always my history. That was my background. Now yep. I'm in e-commerce. I pivoted. I changed because I've always wanted to learn. I've always wanted to grow. And that's something that we see. Um, you know, a lot of these companies that were not um, were more traditional mindset, brick and mortar retail, brick and mortar retail. The pandemic hit, and all of a sudden, they had to react extremely quickly if they wanted to stay within <laughs> this e-commerce selling world, or even get into wow. this e-commerce selling world. So they were a little bit hesitant to begin with, you know. But the pandemic taught them: we need to change. We need to be flexible. We need to move quickly. So in essence, you should never stop
0: learning. Never stop learning. Good good advice, Carolyn. Really appreciate it. And hey, thank you again for your time and expertise. And uh, maybe after the survey's been out a while, we'll get you back on and, and talk about some of the uh, some of the reactions and stuff to it.
1: That sounds great. I would love to. I'm excited to see the, um, the results myself. And I appreciate all your time today. Thank you so much. Nope,
0: no problem, Carolyn. Thank you. And thanks, everyone out there for joining us for another Next Level Brands podcast podcast is sponsored by Next Level Brands Community. More information available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's with two X's. Our producer is Deborah Armstrong. Our production assistant is Consolata Wakuku. We're always grateful for feedback and comments we get. If you have an idea for a show, a special guest, or a particular topic, feel free to reach out and let us know. And if you're enjoying the show, please follow us, take a minute to subscribe, and more important, refer us to your friends. After all, the more the merrier. I'm Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at nextwith2xslevelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.